1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Well, before we jump into uh, all of the high school sports, week one of high school football, we got volleyball to talk about, a little bit of cross country going on as well. So it's been it's been kind of a quick start to the season. We do want to remind you that this is, of course, a program brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program, and uh, any athlete who demands power and strength can benefit from that eight-week workout program. Just call 794-5241. And again, they'll get you best pre season. They'll get you in your best shape preseason, uh, in season, or off season. 794 5241. Shall we talk about Nebraska? That's the question that I think, Jeff Honnold, I think we need to answer that right off the bat. Hey, the volleyball we? team's playing really well. <laughs> uh, you know, I told Jeff Blankman, uh, I, I saw the line out there, and, and I said, uh, they will not beat the double digit spread, but they should win this game. Uh, Northwestern is one of those picky, just pesky teams that nobody wants to play. I, you know, they're, Nebraska fans are learning to hate the purple like everybody else, and uh, they just are one of those teams that are they're hard to beat. They're they're not real great, but they're just they're just pesky. I, and I'm going to correct Jeff Honnold right off of the bat. What he told me is this: Nebraska won't cover the 13 and a half spread, but they will will win the football game and if he remembers correctly on Friday night I says yeah I wouldn't be saying that uh, there is no guarantee I, I I love my Huskers to death and 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 I wish Blaze Gunnerson uh, and, and stuff all of the absolute luck I'm pulling for him no matter what happens out there but uh, you know Scott Frost 50 and uh, 15 and 30 at Nebraska and 21 of those 30 losses are by a touchdown or less we tend to play mm-hmm. well enough to be in games and have chances but uh, uh, for some reason, we just can't get over the hump. You know, it's understandable early in a tenure of a coach, you tend to lose those really close games because you're building to what you want to be. Yeah. But he's had enough time right now. And the killer to me, 10 guys on the field for that onside kick, was that the, the, the deal? Yeah. I, that's just, I, Jeff Honnold, tell me how that happens. Uh, that's uh, that's poor coaching. I, I'm sorry. I know it's the first game of that you, you got. I mean, the one, the one job of the coach standing there is to count, and make sure you have eleven going out. So, uh, I like Scott Frost. I, I like what he was trying to do, but uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I, you know, I have nothing against. Him. Personally, everybody seems to love the guy. He's a very personable guy. I just, boy, you just scratch your head and go. What's the deal? Why can't you know? Why can't they get over that hump? And that's exactly what every Nebraska fan is doing right now—is scratching their head. And I, I, I think we're all, everybody. Is, if if you're not still pulling for him, you're you're not truly a Nebraska fan because. You know, and then you're you're pulling for them to be bad yeah. this year and, and things not to go well. So I think we're all still pulling, and, and it's still early. I mean, yeah. we, we can't throw the bus on the team. It's one game in. Um, That's what I thought, you know, too. It's like, yeah. you know, it's got a long way to go in the yep. season. This could be a blip, but it was just unfortunate that it happened in the first game of the season and the way it went down. But uh, honestly, you're looking forward to week one of college football. We'll get to high school football here in a second. But uh, Jeff Honnold, how, uh, how nervous are Hawkeye fans taking on SDSU, a rock solid? Solid program, FCS, coming to coming to Kinnick this weekend. How nervous are Hawkeye fans, if at all? Uh, you know, 
<laughs> you're not comfortable. How's that? I, I wouldn't say we're nervous, but uh, you know you got a heck of a program coming to town. It's kind of like when North Dakota comes. You know, you know it's going to be a fight, and I kind of like it. You know, I I don't like the cupcake games. I, I want somebody that's going to come in there and, and smack them in the mouth and wake them up for the year. So. Uh, Definitely a game they could lose. I mean, you look at the South Dakota State team, they, they can play with anybody. So they could definitely come in there and put a knot on their noggin, but you, you would hope that Iowa's got enough depth that they'll be fine. And I think the defense is really strong. So, um, you know, hopefully they can lean on that a little bit and, uh, and to get that offense going. And we never get our offense going. So it's just kind of a matter of hope the defense will win it for us. The thing I hear from a lot of the Iowa fans is is that uh, they're more hopeful this year, and it's part of the reason why they sold out the tickets. They're not getting a lot of press. There's not a lot of the hey, they're going to be a top ten team. The underdog they're, factor. And, and and Kirk Ferentz teams tend to do best when they're kind of flying under the radar before the season, and this year's team's flying under the radar. So what I'm getting, and I, if everybody knows, I'm not a, not a Hawk fan, but what I'm hearing from my Hawk friends that are friends uh, is that I think they're quietly pretty optimistic that this is going to be one of the those really good years. I think this is a terrific game for Iowa because it's going to get them ready for games down the road like yep. Iowa State the next week. That's the rivalry game, of course. But uh, this is one of the few programs that can rival North Dakota State and the best of FCS football. Yep. So this is, I mean, this is, anybody look this one, oh, this is going to be an easy one. I'd be shocked if it's, if it's more, uh, if it's high double digits right. for a win, I would think. Is it fair to say, Jeff Honnold? Oh yeah, I, I I think it's going to be you know ten ten to fourteen point game uh, at, at most, and you know if Iowa fans remember, you know you and I has come in there and put a knot on their noggin before. So uh, I know the coaching staff this team has their attention, um, and there's a pretty good kid. I mean, you're, you, these guys have all played together for years and years and years. There's some players on that Iowa team that know some of these Jackrabbits, so they know they're pretty talented. So I, I would look for that to be a, a close game, but uh, uh, I haven't even seen what came out. I haven't been on anything, but uh, I'm guessing it's going to be, oh, probably a 17-point spread, and I would definitely say it's going to be under that. It'll be a 14-point game at the max. By the way, I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day, and uh, remember Todd Blythe from Iowa State? Uh, He was on the staff with Mark Farley up at UNI. said, man, we would spend all summer long talking if they played Iowa State or Iowa. That was the team they prepared for all offseason. Forget about the rest of it. They wanted to make some waves in that game. Yeah, uh, and and I'm sure SDSU's kind of doing the same thing. You knock off a power fight program, it puts you even more on the map than you already are. Absolutely. And Iowa State can open up with Southeast Missouri, kind of, you know, not nearly the class of South Dakota State uh, in FCS football. So it's going to be interesting to see a lot of new starters for Iowa State. Are they going to get off that slow start like Matt Campbell's teams seem to do? Al, Hunter Deckers is, is, is supposed to be really good. That's the part I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, I think people liked Brock Purdy, but I I think by the time he graduated, a lot of Iowa State fans were kind of ready for the next guy, and, and Hunter Deckers is the next guy, and everything I'm hearing, he's a one-and-done, that he'll be in the NFL right. next year. That's, I, that's oh, what I heard I'm he might transfer <laughs> to, like, an Alabama or someplace right. like that, yes. you know, someplace with NIL money and things like right. that, but uh, they, they say he's a real, like, kind of gunslinger attitude, yep. uh, more like a Brett Favre kind of let's, let's wing it downfield and see what we get, and I think that's what the Cyclone fans have been kind of anxious for a little bit. They're tired of the more the conservative. It's been great for them. Right. They've won them a lot of ball games, but I think they want to open it up even more. And, uh, Honald, that your take on everything? 
Yeah, I think so. You know, and I was thinking back to your your last comment about you know how they were uh, searching all year long. Now with this transfer portal stuff, I mean, these guys, these teams that come in, and even even the Iowa State opponent, these kids are maybe looking to transfer. You know, they're going against a D one program. They're gonna, they're going to open size, so that changes things as well. I mean, you just don't think about all the all the different aspects of it, but that transfer portal has changed that part of the game as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun this Saturday finding out uh, a lot about the other teams around the area, Iowa and Iowa State specifically. Let's talk high school football. Some big wins over the uh, first week of the high school football season. Both Carroll and Kemper getting off to huge starts. Yeah, and well, I'm going to start with the Carroll Tigers. I, I, I don't think anybody I, surprised I was shocked that, at the shutout. Yeah, I don't think anybody was surprised they won the game. Uh, I think everybody anticipated the defense would be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody, like you said, the shutout, the 28 to nothing, the just flat. That domination. They never let Jackson Hildebrand get going. They never let Luke Weavers get going. And when you only have to throw three passes uh, in a game, and you go three for three, but you yeah. only have to throw three passes, uh, you're winning the line of scrimmage. And you got three sophomores starting on the offensive line with a couple of seniors. Um, the dominance uh, was was the, the run game and the offense was the one that, that I was a little bit surprised by. How over the moon was the coach on the uh, coaches show the next morning over that? I think Craig was really excited. I, I think he was really happy. But uh, Craig's one of those guys. He's the big picture guy, so he's he's not overly, you know, jumping on, you know, a bandwagon or anything after week one. It's like, okay, we played well. Now we've got to get ready and get re- get to work for Gilbert. Yeah, I, I, when I say shocked about the the shutouts, usually Dennison's going to score right. at least yes. one on one or two on you. So, Honold, were you uh, a little surprised by that uh, zero up on the board for the uh, Monarchs? Uh, shocked. Uh, that Weaver's kid's pretty talented. So is the Hildebrand. That Hildebrand's a big boy. Um, surprised that they, I mean, both of those guys could break one on you. You know, and so it, it's surprising that they couldn't get something going. Uh, again, I'm with Jeff. I thought that defense was really good. But, you know, you start looking at surprise. Look at that whole district. I mean, you had Boyden Hole, Rock Valley just got drilled. And Sergeant Bluff Luton, as Jeff was telling me, got beat. I mean, that, that whole district may be wide open. I mean, you're not as good as you think you are week one. You're not as bad as you think you are week one. So uh, it's going to be fun here watching how this thing shakes up the next week or two. Yeah, Nebraska should know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk. Kemper had a great start to their season as well, 34-12 over Logan Magnolia. Uh, Just kind of an electric atmosphere at Carroll Stadium that night. And this is the the start that Kemper fans wanted to get to the season. Yeah, and, and, and I think the thing for them was, you know, being able to see everybody out there and the explosiveness that they had. Um, Jeff Hunt actually mentioned it during our broadcast of ESAC and South Central that uh, Kemper was down early in the game and you know Loma is a, a great program uh, you know traditionally gets up to the state tournament to, you know they graduated a huge class from last year and a lot of their size but uh, they always tend to reload a little bit but uh, you know they come in and and they go down the field and score and, and Kemper struggles a little bit early on and is trailing but they have so many guys that can uh, break a big play and they're so explosive this year and and, and once they kind of got rolling there in the second half, it was like, yep, that, that's that's kind of who we anticipated seeing out of Kemper this year. So uh, what a performance from them. Uh, played really, really well and, and, and did it on both sides of the ball. Are we going to see more scores like this throughout their district run? I, I think possibly. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that they're, they're going to have a chance to, to certainly contend in that district. I, I think it'll be interesting. They step up in class size uh, this week uh, going down to Atlantic, and Atlantic played pretty well over 
were at Glenwood on Friday night. So we'll learn a little bit more. But uh, you know, I, you know, they've got good size. Uh, they've got some talented guys up front, but they have so many athletes that I think they're a team that can put up 30 points a game this year. Yeah, against the, I think it's a good matchup with Atlantic and yep. Kemper going in week two. Uh, let's talk South Central Cali and, and Isak County and Jeff Honold. Uh, you were there at the ball game. Give us your impressions of the first of all the Titans. You know they're they're fast uh, in that skill position spot. They are fast, and Bad has got complete control of that offense. Knows exactly uh, where and how to throw the ball. And uh, we were giving Jaden Sword uh, some some static that I don't think he could catch the ball like his brother. Uh, and boy, once his brother caught the ball, he was gone. And they they're going to be good. Uh, you know they were taking whatever was given to them. They were they were given the pass on Friday night, so they took it. But uh, you know they have the athletes that can run that full house tee or whatever they need to run offensively. They can even do a little option program. So they're really good. That defense is going to be elite. I think it's going to be a lot like Carroll's. Uh, they are just very, very strong defensively. And offensively, they've got they've got the weapons and the size. For them, it's they're, they're not very deep. So they, they got to stay out of that injury bug. But if they stay healthy, they're, they're going to be one that's going to make some noise. The one thing that caught me off guard for them was with a lot of those kids not going out for track, you kind of forget about how, how fast they are, and, and, and they were able to run away uh, from the Raiders on Friday night uh, in the secondary, and, and then the other thing was was you had linebackers running down running backs, uh, you know, and stuff and getting the angle, so the, their team speed um, surprised me just a little bit simply because a lot of those kids didn't run track, so you kind of forget about how fast they are, and then I thought for ESAC uh, there was some things that jumped out uh, to to really both Jeff Honnold and I, and that was their run defense looks really good. They're not very big up front, but they do a good job of getting off of blockers and getting some pressure into the backfield. They gang tackle well. I think they've got two outstanding linebackers in Luke Wernamont and Carter Ludwig. Both those guys are going to be really, really good for them. Uh, Charlie Veit runs hard. They had some injuries early in their backfield, um, but I, I, you know, uh, if they can figure some things out offensively, they're going to have a chance to really contend in their district, I think, and, and be, you know, competitive in the district a little bit, but uh, offensively struggled a little bit, but special teams-wise, Honold uh, said it in the game, and, and you know, they they always got good returns in the game on the kickoff, so I, I think they've got a chance to have some pretty good special teams as the season goes on. Yeah, you expect maybe week one, the uh, the defense is going to be out front of the offense a little bit, but there's just yeah. more work to be done on ESAC on that offensive side of the football. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's just probably finding they want to run the football, and they've got to be able to consistently get those gaps and those creases for those running backs to be able to go through. So week one, big wins by Carroll, by Kemper, by South Central Calhoun. Uh, tough night for ESAC County, but let's talk about the game Saturday night down at Valley Stadium. Coon Rapids Baird, Glidden Ralston. This is a good one. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I kind of followed it uh, simply because I was uh, I was at uh, the Nebraska volleyball game that night uh, out in Lincoln and, and stuff so I was following the call from Nick Brinks and, and, and Nate Graving on Twitter and you know, Glidden got up in the second half and was playing really well and then uh, it kind of sounded like Coon took over a little bit down the stretch and um, when I saw the final score come in I, I was surprised that they won by double digits because that game was back and forth and back and forth through the first three quarters. Now the offense for Glidden Ralston, does it was it still the kind of the run the, the pass heavy attack or was it back more to what we uh, normally uh, saw from a Craig Lynch offense? It's Craig Lynch. They're gonna run the football more than they throw it. Not that they're not gonna throw it some, but they're, they're gonna go back to the more traditional uh, Craig Lynch style of offense. And Jeff Honnold, once again, that that's always a tough matchup, that rivalry matchup taking place at Valley to kind of showcase eight man football. I think both teams did a great job at that. 
Yeah, you know, we we went down there last year. What an atmosphere! It, 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 so you know it was going to be just just like that this year. And the Valley Band comes in and plays, and it, it's a lot of fun down there. And and both of those teams uh, showcased it well. Uh, it was a good ball game uh, for a full three quarters and into the fourth. And uh, you know, I, I think Glenn is going to take them a little bit. They've got they've got athletes. Uh, they're going to figure it out. They're going to be pretty pretty solid. And Coon Rapids Bear, you know, you didn't know what you're going to see with them. Um, they've got some guys, but they They've graduated some guys, so um, I think both of these teams are going to be very respectable in their in their districts, and uh, should be should be good to one to watch. Yeah, let's talk about Coon Rapids for a second. Uh, how did they look that night, and and you know what do we expect out of Coon Rapids this year? Uh, you know, I think uh, pleasantly surprised with uh, what they got from Wyatt Oswald. Not that you didn't know that he had the potential, but you know, still a young guy, and and for him to go out and play well at quarterback, that's going to take some pressure off of the run game. I I really like Lance Clayberg. I think. Uh, that he's an elite athlete in the area, and, and I think he's going to be a guy that uh, can be special for them. Uh, the big thing, Jeff, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, they've graduated some some horses over the last few years. That you know, they're not probably as big up front as maybe as what they've been in the past, and and, and going to be a little tougher maybe to consistently get that running game going against uh, teams that are really big. I agree, and it's a good thing Clayberg gets all his athletic ability from his mom because his dad can't walk and chew gum. But um, <laughs> he, you know, I, they're not going to be huge, but I think they've got some team speed. Um, you know, and that's again, it's going to be a little bit of a change for Coach Moore that you're not just going to stand up there and pound away. He may have to pop some edges and what have you. But um, you know, the the Oswald is a good player. He's a really good athlete. So um, I think you're going to see a little bit of change in their offensive philosophy. But uh, you know. Again, you look at these districts; they've got they've got a pretty good shot at it as well. Uh, let's talk about some of the teams that did not have a successful week one. Uh, that was Audubon falling to zero and two on the year. They had yep. that week zero game. IKM Manning being shut out in Arweva on the wrong end of a sixty five nineteen score. Uh, let's talk about those teams. Yeah, we'll start with Audubon uh, falling to Southeast Warren, 44-20. to There was kind of a stretch in the second, and then early in the third where the game went from close to all of a sudden they were down by three scores, and then it just seemed like Audubon would go and score. Uh, you know, Aaron Olson ended up having a really good game running the football for them at quarterback. Um, I, I think they're going to have to find some other weapons. Manny Byswinger, I think, is one of those guys on the on the outside that, that can that can catch and run and, and stuff, but uh, – um, every time they would score, it seemed like Southeast Warren had an answer. So mm-hmm. they'd go down and score and pull within a couple of touchdowns and get themselves maybe within striking distance, means there was plenty of time. And then as soon as Southeast Warren got the ball, they would go down and score and make it a three-score game. So That sounds familiar from Audubon seasons in the past, except it was Audubon doing that to other teams. Yeah, and, and they always struck really quick. That was one thing that, that, that um, I really noticed in my conversation with uh, Coach Burks before the game last week, and that was, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, do you have the same kind of explosion that you've had in the past? You guys always scored quick in the past, or are you going to have to become more of a team uh, that drives and sustained drives and tries to eat clock? And, and his comment was, we need to score quick. He, he says, we've had history, and he goes, if you watched our first game, which I did against Winfield Mount Union, when they have to sustain drives, they, they tend to, to get a penalty or they, they do something that, you know, kind of kills the drive. So if they don't score quick and have the big explosive plays, then they struggle a little bit. I think right now they're struggling to get consistently big explosive plays. All right, so Audubon falls to 0-2. It kind of spread, well, tough matchups in opening round week one for IKM Manning and Arweeva. Look at IKM Manning, AHSTW. That's a good, solid program. Yeah, 
it is, and and very physical, and and I can't Manning extremely young up front. Um, you know they're they're going to go through some growing pains here. Um, they don't have much for size, and then you're playing a team much bigger than you in size, and um, you know it, it's. I, I had a conversation with Coach McCarville already this morning, uh, you know, and stuff, just kind of find out how, you know, when they watch film, what they took away from the game. And, you know, he, he was disappointed, you could tell, on Friday night when he was on the New Way Auto Group scoreboard show. And then I think this morning he come out of there kind of going, you know, well, you know, the offensive line did well. We just need to improve on kind of sustaining blocks. Uh, you know, the defense still needs to tackle a little bit better. And, and some of that's just getting the right angles and the physicality mm-hmm. and the wrapping up and, and, and those type of things but um, you know I, I think th- th- what I always say with Icam Manning is is what you see at the beginning of the year is certainly not what you're going to get at the end of the year they get better as the season get goes on that coaching staff always gets that done and, and I think you'll see that out of this team the only problem for them is is their opening schedule is really really strong HST Avoca ranked Westwood of Sloan comes in this week we have that game on KKRL for everybody and they're going to be good they've got an outstanding running back so uh, you know they're going to have to kind of find the wins when they can find them and gain some confidence here early. And are Weebus uh, for Dodge St. Ed's week one 65-19? Yeah, Jeff said it during, you know, the broadcast we were at Friday night. Um, you know, are Weebus the smallest pretty much of all of the eight-man schools? St. Edmund by far the largest of all of the eight-man schools. Uh, are Weebus eight freshmen out of the 15 kids mm-hmm. on the team? Um, you know, it reminds me, I had a conversation with Coach Stolk, uh, co-head coach Austin Stolk here a couple of weeks ago, and Darren Shirky yesterday, who was part of the staff you know, years ago, and I said, you know, several years ago when when Darren's boys, Derek Shirky and those guys, Jake Danner and all those guys kind of came through, I said, you know, you started a bunch of freshmen, you took some lumps for a year, year and a half, and then you started to see things build, and, and by the time those guys were juniors and seniors, they were competing for district titles and competing to go to state. I said, do you see that same potential? And they do out of this young group, but what we've got to remember is, is that they're eight freshmen right now, and they're playing varsity ball. they got one senior on that team. Yeah, patience is going to be key yep. for, for Arweva this year. And Jeff Honnold, uh, out of those three scores, IKM, Audubon, and Arweva, which one uh, maybe surprises you the most? Uh, maybe IKM. I thought maybe they'd be a little bit more competitive, but again, like Jeff said, you know, you think back at last year, they struggled in the preseason as well. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to be fine. And, and you know, that, that Arweva team, you, you look at their district too, and with Remsen and Newell, and holy cow. I mean, they just got they're just going to get bloodied every week here. Um, so you just want to make sure those kids continue to go to move forward. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think they're going to be fine. Um, and I really think I can Manning by the end of the year will be right there. Uh, you just, you know, you just got to kind of ignore this first half of the season and get better. Yeah, sometimes those week one lessons are hard to uh, learn, but by the end of the year, hopefully you've forgotten about those and you have improved. So that kind of wraps up week one in high school football. We're going to take talk volleyball here coming up in just a few more minutes. But if your team needs something done around the home, you got a team standing behind you at uh, Carroll Lumber. They've got locations all around the area, locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and in Carroll. Four-store buying power. If one store doesn't have what you're looking for, I guarantee the other one will. So stop on by and talk to them, whether you've got a project of paint maybe laying some new tile, putting in new windows, anything, a new deck. Uh, the great folks at Carroll Lumber, they can help you out with planning that out, mapping it out on the computer, and getting you everything you need right down to the last nails and screws for the project. So stop on by Carroll Lumber. they got locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. They're there to help you out with every project you got. 
As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. House band, Bad Authority, bringing us back into the program here. It's KCIM Sports Rewind. Yeah, I appreciate Kyler and those guys, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where are they at these days? Where are they playing? Uh, you know, I don't know. I just talked to Kyler last week, but I didn't ask if they had any any shows coming we're, up. So We're going to have to start doing band appearance updates. We are, yeah. I mean, they're the it's official band schedule. Yeah. Sports Rewind, so better get on that. Uh, we've got uh, volleyball to talk about over the weekend. Kemper and South Central Calhoun taking part in a tournament, and I, I believe you said first time ever SCC has beaten Kemper in a volleyball match? That's uh, what I understand uh, and stuff, so congratulations to them. I, I called the Titans game against Ridgeview last week on Tuesday, and they struggled a little bit that night getting swept. Uh, you know, they came into the year ranked number 13, and I don't know if maybe it was that first home match of the year jitters or, or what. I do know Might that, say more about Ridgeview than yeah, anything. Yeah, well, and, 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 I, and I will say this. I, I tend to see Ridgeview quite a bit every year, and, and even though that we don't cover them, I, I've gotten to know their coaching staff and, and stuff mm-hmm. up there. And when I went down to have conversation uh, with them about starting lineups and all that stuff, I says, were you guys surprised at all that you weren't ranked, uh, you know, 29 and 6 the year before, four starters back? Were you surprised you weren't in the preseason rankings? And she just smiled and says, yeah, that conversation has been had. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think they came out with the little – Hey, don't forget about us, you know, and we're playing against a team that we swept twice last year. Don't forget about us. And and so I I think they came out with, like you said, yeah, chip on the shoulder. But a really nice bounce back for South Central Calhoun. They went up with Kemper to the Humboldt Tournament on Saturday, and the Titans and Knights both went uh, 4-2 and on the day. But the Titans finished up in second place, getting a sweep against Kemper. Um, Also picked up wins against uh, Fort Dodge, a, a very good Humboldt program, and Spirit Lake that always has really good size. Um, for the Knights, uh, they they won against uh, Grandview, Christian, Spirit Lake, Humboldt and Fort Dodge. So, um, you know, I think good tournaments for both but I think South Central Calhoun probably coming out there, out of there more pleased with how things went. Yeah, let's talk about Kemper a little bit off to, I think I said a 6-2 and two start. They're going to be in action tonight uh, hosting Creston yep. at Carroll, at uh, Kemper High School Gym. Uh, Jeff Honnold, 6-2, and two, but I think they're, they're not real happy with where they're at and a lot of room to improve, right? Yeah, I'm sure they're not happy with six and two. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I was watching the scores even from last night, and uh, um, I, I haven't I haven't got a chance to watch them yet. But I'd like to see there there's something not clicking right now. Uh, I, I was surprised at that good or the Jefferson score. I thought maybe they'd roll a little bigger than that. So there's something that uh, something that's not quite right, and it doesn't surprise me. You got a new coaching staff in there. I mean, Lonnie's been there, but. Coach Wintermote and uh, a change in style, and I think they're trying to learn some new things. I know he talked about blocking, so it may take them a little bit longer to get going. You know, you think about the years past, they were on the same system since they were in fourth and fifth grade, so they were just jumping in and ready to go, and they were just kind of fine-tuning everything. Now they're now they're thinking and, and having to learn some stuff, so it may take them a week or two here to get back up to speed, but uh, they have got the talent to be really, really, really good. And as we mentioned, they're going to be at home tonight, hosting Crest, and sometimes 
Well, home cooking is all it takes. <laughs> yeah, and the Panthers come in really struggling. They're 0-4 right now on the year, got beat last night. Uh, you know, I was over at the, the games in Jefferson last night kind of watching Kemper, and, and it's just inconsistency. I think exactly what Jeff Honnold said, and, and, and that's – Patience. I, I think Kemper's going to need to be patient right now. They, they they start two freshmen, and they're really talented kids. They start a sophomore and play. They play some young kids this year. But uh, as Jeff said, new system, new style. You got to give them. I know they've been practicing and and working on things all summer long. But sometimes it's getting into those real games that matter um, before you start seeing the things that that do need to be worked on and the tweaks that you need to make. And and uh, so you know the the potentials there. They they've got uh, they're they're a deep team they've got some really really good players over there and 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 I think you saw that at times like you know surprising that they dropped set two last night to Green County but then they come out and all of a sudden it's like man they dominated set Mm -hmm. number three and win at 15 to six and that was kind of the Kemper team that you thought you'd see so I think it's just finding that Kemper team on a more consistent basis snapped them back to attention with that one Carol Tigers they're going to be in action by the way Kemper is tonight uh, with Creston on KKRL and Jeff you're going to have the call on that one Carol is is going to be hosting uh, Gilbert tonight. Let's talk about the Tigers so far. Tigers uh, opened up Saturday over at a really, really tough Bondurant for our tournament. Jeff, that thing's loaded. You've coached in that thing before, and uh, they went out, played well in their pool, um, taking second in that pool. They really lost to a conference foe in, in Bondurant for our, but got wins over Williamsburg and Fort Madison, and then uh, ended up playing. They re-bracket things. Um, from what I understand, they were running about two hours late over there that day, Ouch. so it got to be a really long day, but um, ended up only losing to North Polk, another conference foe. But uh, from everything that I was able to gather, Jeff, uh, and I know you probably took a look at what we posted, but it sounded like they played pretty well on Saturday. Yeah, it looked like uh, it looked like things were clicking right along, and I'm not surprised. I really like this senior class. Uh, they are they're a really tight group of kids, uh, and they're athletic, uh, and they play, and they play everything. So it's going to be fun to watch them. I'm actually going to go out tonight. Uh, my wife and I are going to go watch a game rather than call or do anything. I'm going to sit there and enjoy a volleyball match that I haven't done in a long time, and just see what uh, see what I see with them. But I think this team is going to be uh, they're going to surprise a lot of people. This is a pretty talented. Group group and they're really gritty they just like to compete and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be right there uh, in that conference hunt all year long and by the way if you're gonna sit there and watch with your wife I drive my wife crazy because we'll watch a game and it'll be like <laughs> uh, and I'll say something in the announcer on TV or someone will say something just like that and she's like oh. she says, would you let them say it first <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just not it's just force a habit on all that stuff so let's talk about the rest of volleyball who's off to a fast start uh, well uh, Kuhn and, and Isak both played on Saturday as well uh, Kuhn went one and two and had a real good chance to go two and one over at Colfax Mingo kind of left one slip away at the end of the day uh, against Baxter but you know, like, like Coach Dembinski said, you know, I, I think the girls were sitting here going, the football team's going to be playing a few hours away, you know, a few hours uh, down in Des Moines, and I think everybody was wanting to get there, so I don't know if the focus was always, you know, on volleyball. And then, uh, you know, with the ESAC County, I, I was down there for a little while in Harlan on Saturday and, and watched them against Harlan, and it, it was just not a good day for them. Uh, they went 0-4 on the day in matches, 0-8 in sets. Uh, they played some really good competition in St. Albert and, and uh, Harlan and and teams like that in Loma, but um, I, I think they came out of that disappointed after playing the way they did against New Alfonda, you know, last mm-hmm. week on Thursday.
All right. So, uh, any other news notes on volleyball? That or pretty much wraps up right cross now. Cross country. I know we had a little bit of that. Yeah, South Central and ESAC both ran up at uh, Gallery on Thursday last week. Got a chance to go up there. Uh, I think both teams uh, did well. South Central Calhoun looks really strong on the girls. I think ESAC looks really strong on the boys. Um, so I, I, I think both of those programs going to have some kids. Both right now missing kids due to injury here early in the season. All right. So that kind of wraps up sports rewind here on this Saturday for uh, the man and the uh, witness protection program, Jeff Honnold. Is that correct, Jeff? I'm pretty close. Yeah, I was driving a tractor through the cattle barn when you called me. I'd forgotten it was 9 o'clock so, <laughs> or 9.30. So. That's about right. We, we tend to forget it's Tuesday as well around here. So for Jeff Honnold and Sports Director Jeff Blankman, I'm John Ryan. Catch a podcast of uh, KCIM Sports Rewind anytime you want. Available on the website and the mobile app brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Rehab Program.